0: Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Mycotechnology, a Colorado-based functional ingredients platform, has just raised $85 million in a Series E round, taking its total funding to $200 million. Here to tell us more about the business and what this money means for the company is Jim Alderink, Chief Product Officer at Mycotech. Hi, Jim, my fellow Spartan, and welcome to the NutriCast.
1: Hi, Danielle. How are you? Go green,
0: (laughs) go white. So tell me, what is Mycotechnology Inc.?
1: Wow, interesting question. I'd actually rather you say, who is Mycotechnology Inc. in a way, because really uh, at Mycotechnology, we're, we're a group of explorers. You know, we're very, very passionate. There's literally almost a hundred of us now uh, that really work toward bringing nature-based ingredients uh, from our mushroom fermentation platform uh, to work hard with some of the biggest CPGs on the planet to increase the nutrient density of their foods. So, uh, you know, we're really what we feel like is this really cool group of people that are out on an exploration to make better for you, better for the planet solutions, the food industry's biggest problems.
0: Okay. And specifically you zero in on mushrooms, right?
1: Yes, but, you know, not just the mushroom itself, right? If you, you don't see a lot of mushrooms at microtechnology, unless you see them in pictures on the wall or somebody brings them in their lunch, because we're really focused on the mycelium, really, you know, the root structure, if you will, not botanically so, but the root structure of the mushrooms themselves. Maybe I'll take you back a bit. So when you see a mushroom, really, you're seeing the, the end of its life, of its visible life cycle anyway. It's essentially the reproductive mechanism of a mushroom, no matter what species you're looking at. And the, the mycelia are that invisible part, the main body and the feeding membrane of a mushroom. That's below the surface of the ground or whatever they're they're working on. Whether it's a log in the forest or you know, and they're always there. They're they're ubiquitous on, on the planet. But they really are the mechanism that a mushroom uses to live and communicate. So th- that's where the enzymes interact with its environment. That's where they break down the the tree that they're growing on, or I mean, you know, say they grow on rotting things. Well, they're actually part of the process. breaking down those things. So we use the microscopic portion of mushrooms uh, to essentially ferment uh, a substrate, something we give them something to eat that we know they like, and we'll guide them to do the jobs we want them to do.
0: Okay, so I was reading, it's called submerged fermentation. How does that
1: work? Well, really, uh, it's like brewing. So I mean, it makes it really simplified, but it's a good way to describe it. So if you're making beer, you're familiar with that. Uh, you're using yeast and you're using malted barley uh, and you're using water as, as your media. So it's a submerged fermentation where yeast goes to work. It really brings in the sugars from the barley malt and it ferments them, creating alcohol, carbon dioxide, and some flavoring compounds. So that's how yeast does it. Our mushroom mycelia, or whatever variety mushroom we choose, we have many, many varieties to choose from knowing what we need them to do. Let's take shiitake, for example, which is one that we use. It essentially sends out Uh, Messages into its environment and enzymes into its environment, alters its environment, and then brings in the energy that it needs. So it's leaving behind a lot of very favorable compounds that we can use either as a flavorant or that changes the biomass. So, but it is very much an equation like brewing.
0: Jim, categorically speaking, who are your clients?
1: We have, you know, we had to be kind of focused because you can go a lot of directions. Uh, We're myopically focused on the food industry now, but we have been, uh, you know, to the, to the cosmetic industry, there's loads of different mushroom type products there. You know, Estee Lauder wouldn't mind me giving a plug and talking about their origins line really substantiated by a lot of different fungal mechanisms within that. But we're really working hard to stay in our, the confines of the food industry at this time, meat alternatives, dairy alternatives of all types, protein, whether it's ready to drink or ready to mix. Uh, all the way into CBD and cannabis gummies, we have a lot of products that we provided to that. Um, what about I miss mean, savory protein snacks uh, and then beverages that are trying to add nutritional content? And again, you know, our primary focuses are we have two different product lines, and 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 I'll go the, the very quickly a clear IQ, which is the beer portion of our fermentation. Uh, we isolate a, a bitter blocker there, something that has the mechanism of blocking the bitter receptors on your tongue so it allows other flavors to shine we call it flavor clarification so that's one of our product lines and we have multiple products within it so if you're trying to reduce sugar or salt in your product that's a great mechanism to do so because sugar and salt provide a pleasing product but they also do that by masking some of the other flavors that are in there so we replace those if we're trying to lower sugar or salt so a lot of the areas we've been focused on are sugar reduction Uh, and sodium reduction, obviously on top of mind for consumers and consumer goods companies. We've also worked hard to help uh, companies naturally extend their shelf life. Our protein has uh, quite a high polyphenolic content. So we're scratching the surface of what we can do in terms of shelf life management for companies. And that's like replacing BHT, things like that, that are maybe not as natural uh, as you'd like them to be. And then finally, we're really working hard. The, The world is is, you know, there's too many people that are overnourished and undernourished. So trying to create the right nutrient density, mushrooms are a very nutritious ingredient. They leave behind so many uh, metabolites that are beneficial. So we're working very hard to get that value, the value of the nutrition, the value of the fermentation into consumer goods. And we are really making some great headway there.
0: Yeah. And with your new cash injection, I imagine that you'll be getting even farther with that.
1: Well, the, the great news is we're starting to really move our, our needle to get our our word out there. You know, we're making some noise in the world. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, we really want to be a part of making the food supply more secure, uh, more nutritious globally. On the protein side, we have a, it's the substrate of a fermentation that is pea and rice based. And so it's been deodorized and it's been, uh, you know, the flavor pr- a part of it is really improved because mushrooms kind of like the stink. Nasty compounds, mm-hmm. takes those out for us in the fermentation and allows us to provide a very pleasing plant based protein. So, those are two of the three product lines we currently have. The last one is called Evolve IQ, and it's actually the biomass leftover of a mushroom called Cordyceps sinensis, which is highly sought after in supplements and beyond. Very immunogenic properties within Cordyceps sinensis.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about some of the ingredients specific to supplements.
1: A lot of the supplement stuff that we do with kind of the, the intel on the inside, in many cases, let's just talk about gummies for a moment. You, you might take them if you, if you like them, they're fine. If you don't really care how they taste, you're not using it for that. But you don't want them. sometimes you're putting in ingredients into those gummies that are very uh, highly flavored or uh, whether it's a cannabinoid or other alkaloids or terpenes, if it's a cannabis product. So we're in gummies to mitigate off flavors, We're also in protein-based products. Uh, There's many, many supplements now that are trying to go beyond just or micronutrients and go into macronutrients. So we're we're playing a lot on the fringe of that space. But right now, our primary objective is getting into the gummy space.
0: Do you find that formulating with gummies is more challenging than, say, other formats?
1: Yes and no. I mean, we brought that expertise in-house. So uh, we do all of our own internal gummy work. Uh, we've worked very closely with many manufacturers. Uh, being Colorado-based, they're ahead of the curve in terms of the cannabis space with gummies. Uh, it's been a you know almost a decade now that those uh, have been legal. But we really internalized that technology so that we could work with it. And the more you do, uh, the better you get at it. So it depends what you're trying to cover. Right now, we've got ashwagandha. We're working on an ashwagandha gummy. Uh, and that's a tough nut to crack. So uh, we're making our way there.
0: Interesting. Jim, I know you weren't with Mycotech when it started in 2013. Uh, that was back before plant-based was mainstream and well before the shroom boom. But how has the business evolved over the years?
1: Well, I started in 2019, but I when I was working for the Kellogg company, uh, I was in technology discovery and we scouted Mycotechnology literally when they came out of the basement. And that's, that's the exact thing that happened. So well, as you mentioned, 2013, a couple of guys, really cool entrepreneurial guys are playing with mushrooms. And- serendipity being what it is, found that it had a very interesting impact on the way they were tasting things. And they were doing it for a much different reason, but they brought in a, a guy called Pete Lubar and then Alan Hunt. Those are our two co-founders. And they saw something here that they knew was going to be a big deal. Uh, so as it moved forward, uh, you know, scale changed. Uh, you know, We went from those four people now to nearing 100 people, an 86,000 square foot facility in Aurora, Colorado. So we can work with some of the largest companies on the planet and give them the commercial scale they require. And then, you know, back in the day, it was literally focused purely on the flavor component. And now we've, we've burgeoned off into a lot of different areas, especially proteins, and then utilization of other people's waste products. Uh, because generally mushrooms aren't particular and, uh, you know, they can do a lot of good things with other people's waste. Other people's waste becomes our treasure.
0: <laughs> that is so fascinating. So you, you had your eyes on Mycotech well before you worked there.
1: Yeah, they, they were doing some cool things and it was around 2017 or uh, maybe even 2016. They, they literally had started to get some scale and uh, I had someone that worked for me visit them. And, and then we went out and Kellogg's is an investor in microtechnology uh, and continues to be a user of our products. So I'm very proud of some of the things we did to get microtechnology integrated. And then when I retired from Kellogg's, it came a natural step for me because I was so passionate about what they were doing. Uh, to become a part of the microtechnology world officially.
0: Mycotech, uh recently secured funding $85 million. What are the plans with all the new funding?
1: What it's doing in, in a very generic way is expanding what we already do, uh, yet enabling our pipeline to be commercialized. So we don't just rest on our laurels with our current three product line. Uh, we had a pipeline full of amazing different things that this, this foundational platform can do. Uh, So we really have gone from biotransformers of protein, putting protein in to be fermented to actually net creators of protein. So we're actually taking other companies' waste products, carbon sources, and uh, turning them in uh, to plant-based proteins. So this $85 million of things is working to quickly scale this for commercialization. If there's one thing, our CEO, Alan, uh, not patient. He likes to move things very, very quickly. (laughs) Uh, He's very philanthropic about how we can impact the world. In terms of the malnutrition around the world and then creating food security using our technology so this funding enabling for that to happen
0: yeah the ceo um alan Hahn, as you mentioned said that we have big things coming so is there anything that you can tell us what he's alluding to maybe some new projects in the r d pipeline
1: yeah i can give you a, a flavor for it but i can't go into too much detail i just want to make sure that you know we keep things that are proprietary proprietary and, and remembering that we do a lot of things that are for the world and we do a lot of things that are customer specific. So I've got to leave those alone. EFSA, the, the governing regulatory body in the in Europe or EU, at least our final protein product. So that opens up a huge market there uh, because they are hungry, literally, uh, literally hungry <laughs> for, our, for our type of products. So that's space. Uh, we talked about the Middle East, you know, expanding into Oman, uh, where we're going to be doing a great deal of, of waste mitigation and utilization there. So are things that are coming right now out of our pipeline and creating protein from a waste carbon source. And then we're actually looking into, you know, other uh, value propositions that mushroom fa- uh, based fermentation can provide loads of things that it's doing uh, where we're getting more precise about dragging compounds out. For example, I'll use ergosterol or thionine. These are compounds that are highly sought after in the supplement space, even in the medical Space. So as we move beyond the food industry into those areas, uh, this type of funding and our pipeline is enabled to su- supply for those.
0: And this takes your total funding to two hundred million.
1: Over two hundred million. Yeah. Wow. In that's so impressive.
0: I mean, that, that that's no small amount, right there.
1: Well, you know, the facility size of ours, and and now building another. Uh, those are big projects, and you know, the technology we use. Uh, as I I simplified it, as I was talking about it in in terms of brewing, uh, it's quite complex in terms of managing an organism, like a mushroom, that is a slow grower compared to its friends and yeast. So you have to really know how to nurture this, treat it so that it gets pointed the metabolic direction, so it does the things we want it to do. So that technology is is pharma grade, uh, you know, not inexpensive. So that's part of what we're funding there. But we're also trying to get into the medical space, the pharma space, with many of the things that mushrooms do, we're only scratching the surface of the potential there. But also that takes enabling funding, an ecosystem of partnerships uh, to get that moving forward and off the ground.
0: Yeah, you've got a lot going on. Best of luck with achieving that global scale. Jim Alderink, Chief Product Officer at Mycotech. Thank you so much for joining me here on the NutriCast.
1: Danielle, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
0: And go green.
1: And go white. If you like
0: what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to nutraingredients usacom for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.